Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Got my man Damon Cotton in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio, and right now joining us on the phone lines from Fox 5 Sports is Paloma Villacana. You can find her on Twitter at Paloma Villacana. And Paloma, thanks so much for your time. As always, we definitely appreciate you. The Aces came away with the big victory last night at the Michelob Ultra Arena. What was the atmosphere like for that <laughs> game between the Aces and the Storm? It was a fire game last night. I mean, I was watching the third quarter, the fourth quarter, like, man, this got to be one of the best ball games I've seen live in person. The atmosphere, the rally towels, Asia Wilson, uh, Stewie Subert. I mean, it was just incredible action. Uh, I came home last night saying, I mean, I think that was one of the best games I've ever been to in my life. Just the, the competitiveness, you know, how talented both teams are, and then just how the Michelob Ultra Arena was rocking. I mean, I had to stand up like to see what is going on on the court just because there's so many people in there uh, and it's packed in there every single game. So it was awesome last night, man. Asia Wilson, I mean, I'm in the presence of greatness. I mean, she she had a game, 33 points, 13 rebounds, three blocks. Um, you know, a, a couple of the reporters were like asking her post game. I mean, you looked possessed. Like yeah. she was just locked in, loaded. Uh, you know, and after they dropped game one against the Storm on Sunday, you know, Asia Wilson said, you know, I'm, I'm the anchor, I'm the captain of this team. I can't let that happen. So she locked in, Chelsea Gray locked in, man. I mean, it's fun. It's just fun covering the aces and going to their games. Yeah, and Asia Wilson, again, like you said, the 33-point performance, she had eight points in game one, and, and they lose that game. So when, when she took the court, did, did she have a different edge or a different look in her eye that you could see? Yeah, absolutely. Defensively. I mean, they came out, Jackie Young uh, put up a block, Asia Wilson blocked Sue Bird. Uh, you know, just defensively, I could see, I was like, all right, oh man, this house could be, I think in my highlands, I was like, oh, we playing like that? We playing like that? Okay, okay. Cause I know the first quarter, the first quarter on uh, Sunday, you know, they came out flat. Yeah. You know, they weren't matching uh, Seattle's energy. I think the storm jumped out to like a 13-4 lead. You know, they were trailing like 30-21 to 21 in, in the second. So, uh, you know, for the Aces to lock in and, and be, come out as a dog defensively too, Jackie Young and, and Asia. I mean, Asia Wilson on both ends of the court last night, mm-hmm. she was a highlight reel. I mean, I was watching SportsCenter and I was like, wow, just to see her so, so efficient on both ends of the court. Um, and just a dog, like she was just locked in. She had two, three uh, people on her and, you know, she's just locked in going up for the bucket. So, I mean, there's a lot of athletes I've covered in my life. You know, I've been to Alabama. I've been in the South. I've been, you know, on the East Coast, West Coast, you know, everywhere. Asia Wilson is special. She's special. Yeah. Um, you know, her talent, you know, it's it's just awesome to be you know, sitting courtside, seeing her play right in front of me. She's she's going to be one of the greats, man. Talking right now with Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. How about Coach Becky Hammond? Uh, she said after the game that it was a must-win game. I agree with her 100%. And yeah. the Aces went out there and won it. But what kind of adjustments did you see from Coach Hammond as the Aces uh, entered that game last night? 
Yeah, I mean, I just think it was it was the the small adjustments they made defensively. You know, they 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 didn't let Seattle score in bunches. You know, it was a back and forth game. You know, tied up at halftime. It was a back and forth game. Uh, so so I just think coming out with that energy, locking up on defense, not allowing Seattle to go out and go on a, a scoring spree. Um, you know, and to <laughs> hey man, to guard Jewel Lloyd and to guard Sue Bird and to guard Stewie, that's tough. Like yeah. those are some of the best players in the WNBA and uh, the players were the Aces were saying that's why this matchup this series is always so good between Seattle and the Aces cuz they both got uh you know playmakers they both got ballers on both both courts so uh you know it's it's always a tough battle i mean these two teams faced in the 2020 WNBA finals um and i know you know Seattle dominated the Aces in in the WNBA finals in game 3 so i know the Aces i know Asia Wilson uh, Kelsey Plum, you know, all, all these these players um, from the 2020 finals game, you know, they got that chip on their shoulder. And that's just kind of been the theme this season is that the Aces have a chip on their shoulder. You know, they've come close the past couple of years and they want it all this year. You know, speaking of chips on the shoulder, Chelsea Gray seems to me as the young lady with, I mean, she's got a lot of edge. I always call it a little something in her neck. It seems like that that's mm-hmm. been coming out a little bit more, Paloma, the last couple of games with uh, Chelsea. Looks like a little bit more of Stockton, California has been coming out more Ooh! and more each game. <laughs> she's a dog. Chelsea Gray's a dog. I mean, she's got ice in her face. I would not want to be on the basketball court with Chelsea Gray, man. She is physical, aggressive, smart, a leader. Um, you know, she can shoot the three. She can push her way inside. She can score in the paint. She can rebound. I mean, anything you need Chelsea Gray to do, she can do it. Um, and she's, yeah, man, she's scary. She's scary. She scares me. She scares her <laughs> opponents. Um, but, yeah, I think she has that chip on her shoulder. She's playing with that chip on her shoulder this season. Uh, she didn't play in the All-Star game. You know, she didn't get the All-Star notch. So, um, you know, she's got that chip on her shoulder. And, man, I don't know what she's eating, what she's drinking in the postseason, but it's working. It's working for her. No, it, it is. And, you know, the thing about it is it seems like teams want to get real physical with not only her but the Aces in general. But she mm-hmm. looks like she's saying, oh, you want to be physical? I could play that way too. <laughs> and she is matching it and even doing better than them when it comes to physicality. Yeah, on both ends of the court. On right. both ends of the court. And, um, you know, she's a factor. She's a factor in, like, Asia. You know, everyone everyone looks at Asia Wilson as the star of the Aces, you know, the MVP. You know, she's, she's the captain, everything. But Chelsea Gray, you know, Asia Wilson and Kelsey Plum have said all season that Chelsea Gray is the brains of this team. And even Becky Hammond says, yeah, Chelsea Gray is the coach, man. I'm just the assistant coach, you know. <laughs> I let Chelsea Gray have the reins of this team. So, um, yeah, I think this is this is the best season we're seeing, a, you know, for a career high from Chelsea Gray. And, um, you know, she's just scratching the level of what she can do. So, um, yeah, Chelsea Gray out there, she's a lot of fun to watch, man. Talking all things Aces right now, Paloma Villacana here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Rough. This my man DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, Paloma, with the um, matchup with Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson, what have you seen from there with two former league MVPs battling it out? And I think this could be a good rivalry for the league going forward. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, we're all excited to see Stewie and, and Asia kind of go at each other. But that's just that's just been the, the rivalry of this Seattle Aces series. Um, you know, just seeing Brianna and Asia go at it together. But 
I think Asia, you know, being the defensive player of the year, I mean, she's locked down defensively uh, this season. So, you know, we're not seeing Brianna Stewart, you know, get get to the rim too easily. You know, she's got Asia all over her. But Stewie's another baller, man. She's a baller. She had 32 points last night. I mean, she's she's out there. She's she's hooping. And, you know, it's always fun to see these two go at it. But, um, you know, they, the Aces want it all. They want it all this year. And, you know, Asia has seen this team. You know, the Aces have seen Seattle so much. So um, I think I think the Aces want it more uh, just to, to to notch their their first championship here in Las Vegas. So I'm excited to see in Seattle how how the Aces come out and play up there. That's exactly what I want to ask you next, Paloma. What are your expectations? They're traveling now to Seattle. It's tied up at one. Seattle's thinking, okay, hey, we did our job. We stole one in in Las Vegas. Now it's time to go and, and protect home court. How do you think they come out, and how do you think this game goes in, in Game Three? Well, they have played really well on the road. I mean, I think it's just maybe they're locked in. They love the the opponent environment. Um, you know, they they won in Sue Bird's final home game of the regular season uh, earlier this year. So, um, you know, Mark Davis was like, "Are you going to Seattle? Are you packing your bags to Seattle?" And I wish I was traveling with them, man, because I'm I'm like that's a bucket list going up there to Seattle and experiencing that environment. But. I mean, the way the Aces played last night, their energy, their passion, their focus, their lock-in, um, you know, I, I'm hoping they can bring that up to Seattle and, and just win this thing so we can move on to the finals and, and get to the finals, man. <laughs> How cool is that that Mark Davis, one, is asking you if you're going to go to Seattle. I mean, he knows how locked in you are on his team, but how locked in he is on his team as well. And he's, I mean, look, the Raiders have a lot of expectations. The season's right around the corner, and he's courtside at the Aces game cheering him on like the biggest fan that he is. How cool is that when you see the owner out there each and every game? Yeah, the Aces president, Nikki Fargus, I, I sat down with her and she got emotional when she was telling me that it was so important for Mark Davis to be there sitting courtside, uh, you know, when the Raiders are just across the street playing in, in their first preseason game, when they're in Miami playing a preseason game and Mark Davis is sitting courtside front and center uh, with, with the Aces at their game. So she just says, you know, he he really is what he talks about. He really is supporting women, supporting women of color, supporting the W, supporting women's sports, um, you know, hiring Sandra Douglas Morgan, hiring the front office that he hired with the Aces. Um, you know, look at the Aces. They've had their, their best season ever, you know, with, with Becky Hammond. And look at look at how his, his hiring decisions have completely changed this franchise. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's awesome to see him sitting courtside the just the fact that he's building the facility right next to the Raiders headquarters yeah I don't know any NFL teams that have a WNBA facility right next door right no that's that's a great point I didn't even think about that and we're going to be talking uh, to Tiffany McNiff in a little while about you know opening up the the, the Raiderettes uh, studio and they have the house the housewarming uh, event coming up so we'll be talking to her in a little while about that but yeah you're right I don't I don't know of uh, a WNBA team that's got their facilities <laughs> right next to a football team's facilities that's that's a Great point. Again, we're talking with Paloma Villacana here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Go ahead, Damon. All right, Paloma, moving over to some UNLV football. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mean, 1-0 for the first time feels like forever. Coming off that <laughs> win against Idaho State, what was it like talking to uh, Coach Arroyo after that game for Reb Zone? 
Yeah, I mean, he, he's proud. He was just proud of everything his team has accomplished this offseason. I mean, he brought 30 new players to the roster. He's got transfers from all over the country. Um, he brought in nine transfers from Power 5 programs. Um, and, and we're just seeing, I, I mean, just being with him during training camp, I could see the physicality, the difference in this team. It's older, it's more mature. He's got... Uh, guys who are, are coming in and they're, they're seniors, they're fifth-year seniors, they're coming from Michigan State, Tennessee, Louisville. I mean, he's got some, some older, experienced guys, and that's just what this team was lacking. You know, uh, in 2021, 2020, this team was young. I mean, it was all freshmen and sophomores uh, in their starting. And, you know, I remember in 2020, Coach Royal had tons of walk-ons, you know, playing in the game. So now that Coach Royal has his guys, he has his team, he brought in his transfers, he, he has his coordinators, he has his new coaching staff. Um, he was just proud to see it all in live action. Uh, you know, Doug Brumfield shining in the spotlight. Uh, you know, his, his defense playing lights out, racking up five sacks. Uh, so you could see that the, the everything he did in the offseason, all his transfers, everything, all the coaches he brought in, all his personnel, it was finally, you know, clicking, clicking on, on both sides of the ball uh, on Saturday. Yeah, something else I wanted to ask you about was Doug Brumfield, because when Harrison Bailey came in and Cam Friel was the Mountain West Freshman of the Year last year, it was looking a little dicey for Doug. He almost decided he didn't want to transfer, but he was thinking about transferring out of Vegas. So what did you see from him this offseason to earn that starting job? Well, I was talking to Coach Arroyo about how efficient Doug was playing on Saturday, 21 of 25 for 356 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, he was, you know, lights out that first half. You know, it was awesome to see him just healthy. But I remember seeing that Doug Brumfield last year at the beginning of the season. You know, he played lights out against Fresno. He played lights out against Eastern Washington. So I was, you know talking up with Coach Royal, like, man, this is the same Doug Brownfield that we saw last year, but, you know, Dougie got injured a lot, banged up a lot last season, so we only saw him play in three games. So it's like, you know, we just saw a small taste of, of what Doug Brumfield can do. And after, you know, Saturday's performance, you know, notching, you know, Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, it's exciting to see, you know, that, that UNLV has their guy. You know, they have Doug Brumfield. And, man, he looked, he looked poised. He looked confident. He was running the offense. Um, he was communicating uh, he was he was doing everything that you would want your quarterback to do. So this is just game one, man. A lot, a lot of football <laughs> left. A lot of football left. So I'm excited to see Doug Brumfield ball out this season. Absolutely. And look, they got one under their belt already. Five more and they're bowl eligible. That's what the goal is, of course, uh, for every program across the country, including the UNLV Rebels. So, uh, Paloma, what you got coming out on, on the Reb Zone or what else you working on that we need to be on the lookout for? Yeah, man, the Rev Zone, it's, it's, I'm so excited. It's the best time of the year. I got so much going on on Sundays. Every single day, Q, I'm just like a tornado up here in Vegas. Like, if you ever see those little like sand tornadoes yes. in the sky, yep. it's me. It's me. I'm just working on something, you know? So, right. Um, yeah, I'm sitting down with Harrison Bailey. I'm sitting down with, um, you know, the transfer from Michigan State, Ricky White, who put up a great game on Saturday, a great first half from Ricky White. Um, I'm also sitting down with Arroyo's defensive coordinator, Keith Hayward, who nice. coached at Cal. He's coming from Cal, coaching the outside linebackers yep. uh, last season, and they got Cal up next on September 10th. So I'm sitting down, picking his brain uh, this Sunday. So I got, I got a lot on top. I got a lot on top when it comes to UNLV football. And then, of course, I'll be locked in with the Aces, too. So 
Yeah. Always something going on, man. Absolutely. <laughs> and that, that little dust storm that you are in one corner, I'm that dust storm on the <laughs> other corner. So it's a great time of year, right? It's fun time. It's super yeah, busy, but this is what we asked for. So uh, good stuff. Well, Paloma, thank you so much. It's always great to catch up with you. Great job with everything you're doing, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, you. See you guys. All right, there she goes, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports, on Twitter, at Paloma Villacana. She ain't lying. She's all around town uh, doing everything. I've seen her at a Raiders facility, see her at the UNLV game, see her at the Aces game, everywhere she's at. Practice all over the town, so I uh, could definitely appreciate someone out there getting her hustle on like she is. That's Paloma Villacana again for Fox 5 Sports. 317 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back with your calls and texts. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Oh, my man, DeMond Cotton, he's doing his thing in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We have Tiffany McNiff, Raiderette director, coming up in about nine minutes to talk about the open house that they're going to have at the Raiderette studio. The public is open to or is welcome to go check it out. So we'll talk to Tiffany, get all the we'll get all the details from her coming up about 3.30. But Raider Nation, we've been talking with you about the undrafted free agents currently on the roster. Of course, four of them made it. Isaiah Polamoa, the safety. Uh, you had Sam Webb, the cornerback. You had Luke Masterson, the linebacker. And you had Darian Butler, the linebacker. And then we even threw in DJ Turner. We had the mailman Raider hit us up and ask about DJ Turner uh, since he was an undrafted free agent a year ago. Does he count? And what he means by that is a question I've been asking from the undrafted free agents that are currently on the 53-man roster. Who do you think ends up being the most productive for the Raiders in 2022. And Mailman Raider went with DJ Turner. He thinks he's going to uh, be able to be a, a big-time contributor. He also said that whoever gets the most playing time. I, for one, really think that Luke Masterson has an opportunity to be a really good player. And I do think Darian Butler does as well. I just think Masterson may be a little bit ahead of him. Like You can see him develop, I think, a little bit quicker. And uh, I said it on yesterday's show, I was pretty excited about the opportunity that they have for that linebacking room between Masterson and Butler to really end up being those, those linebackers that the Raiders haven't had for a very long time, right? They haven't had those homegrown dudes, you know, and it's, it's just it's been so long. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they could bring to the mix. And even if they don't get a lot of burn this year, it feels like that they have an opportunity to grow with the team. And who knows? Denzel Perryman's in the last year of his deal. Maybe they extend him and bring him back. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do like the, the Patriots do and feel comfortable allowing a guy to walk because they know they have talent behind them, which is what good two teams do. They're able to not have to re-sign everybody or all of a sudden if a guy walks in free agency, all of a sudden you don't have this big hole there. That's the problem with the Raiders for the longest is a lot of times when guys leave a free agency, all of a sudden there's a big void. Well, at some point you're going to have to make a decision as a, as a front office. Okay, we're not going to pay everybody. We're going to allow this guy to walk away because, well, we have Luke Masterson, we have Darian Butler behind him. And I'm not saying they're going to do that with Perriman. I'm just saying that if you have youth behind certain guys, you can feel more comfortable. Just like Trayvon Mullen, they felt comfortable letting him go, trading him because they said, hey, we have Sam Webb, we have Anthony Averett, Nate Hobbs is, is Nate Hobbs. Amik Robertson worked his tail off and made the squad. So they felt comfortable in letting 27 go. And so that's, that's, that's kind of the mentality that I'm talking about. So uh, hit us up and let us know what you think. 69187, keyword R&R. That's the Salmon Ash text line because you deserve what's right. And also, 702-365-9200. You can do like our guy, Raider Reggie. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? Hugh, what's going on, man? You just said a mouthful, bro. <laughs> when, when, when. When after the guys that you brought up, after you finished that, and then you said 
they played their tails off and they worked their way to that position. That's important. I remember a lot of these preseasons going by when the undrafted uh, guys that they bring on and even some of the drafted guys that they bring on didn't make any noise. Like, it wasn't no reason for you to be excited. You're still at the same place the day they were drafted. You're still in that mindset. What What is it that he does or what is he good at? And what I like about it is it's, a, it's levels to it. So if the front office is doing their part and they're getting guys in here that's going to compete and actually put some pressure on the older guys, it's going to always be competitive. It's going to always be some nice – gems that's found like these undrafted guys man i'm so proud of all of them that's like to me that's that area of the game that when you go through that and you get to this level and watch out if they become like pro bowlers watch out if like you said it comes time for uh making moves and i could we could keep them because uh, or, or we could get rid of some guys because we got these young guys. And the thing is, is they're young, too, yep. man. So I'm loving it. Um, one of the coolest things about it all, too, and I can't wait to get my opportunity to meet uh, DJ. That dude right there, <laughs> I knew, I, at least I wanted him to make the team. And, yeah, yeah. man, to see him make the team, I'm super excited. I hope I get that. That silver and black panther shot with DJ. <laughs> that's that's the dude right there. Right. But another reason I called, man, real quick, is this stuff that's going on with my boy Gorilla Rilla. Let me tell you, you know what I do. I'm the silver and black panther. Yep. I've been doing it for a long time. Matter of fact, before Vegas. Vegas is just where I started to come into my own. But there's been times, man, I've traveled with, with our um, – our travel group, we got the black hole that goes all over the country. And I've been told several times that I can't go in. Now, there's been opportunities where, you know, after a little bit of fuss, somebody comes up and say, well, you got to take your mask off. You could put it in your pocket. You could do something with it until you get in the stadium. They didn't want me to walk in the gate with it on. Right. Okay, that's cool. But there's been times, dude, it got so heated. Other fans was in our face arguing and almost starting fights. Police get called, and we end up getting a refund for our ticket because I can't go in. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. And right now I think I'm not going to pile on, but I'm going to tell you what happened last year. Last year it was some uh, security that basically said no. Straight up. And I think it comes from the top down because it's a petty move, right? They don't want that to be blacked out. They don't want the blackout to actually happen. They know it's going to, but they don't want it to. Right. So I can't I can't say who's doing it, but you could see in the security, uh, the way they act to each other and how they communicate, you could tell that somebody told them not to let uh, the mask characters in. So... I feel sorry for people that got to be that petty, but I also feel sorry for them being up in our vacation home like that. You know, they get mad because we come home to to take our vacation every year. So Raider Nation, stand up. My guy, Gorilla Rilla, you know I'm down with you, man. I'm going to be pushing for you to get in there. And everybody else in Raider Nation, y'all, mask up, man. Do your thing. Get crazy if you got to. Don't do nothing that'll hurt somebody, but go and show out. Blackout coming. 
There he goes, Raider Reggie right there talking about blacking out SoFi Stadium for the season opener September 11th versus Chargers. Joining us now on the phone lines is the Raiderette director, Tiffany McNiff. And Tiffany, welcome back to the show. We definitely appreciate you. And uh, how pumped up are the Raiderettes, this uh, this year's version of the Raiderettes? How pumped up are they for what anticipates to be a really good season at Allegiant Stadium? We are so excited. This is the first time we've won all of our preseason games, so we are on fire this year, and we are just ready to keep winning and having a great time. Right. I have no doubt about it. And before we get into what you, you guys have going on right now and you know why you're joining us this afternoon, how awesome was it uh, before the Minnesota Viking game or during the Minnesota Viking game halftime to have all the Raiderettes, 60 years of Raiderettes honored at halftime and all be there at Allegiant Stadium on that field? It was incredibly special. I had the time of my life. Everything really came together and just all the planning and everything we put into it seeing it come to life was completely priceless and watching the ladies from 1961 light the torch was just such a special and iconic moment. It's something I'll never forget. What did you learn? Did you learn something about the Raiderettes, the history of the Raiderettes, or just kind of how, how, how special they are to this organization that weekend? Yeah, you know, it was just, you learned a lot from every different decade that was there and the ladies from the sixties, just hearing their stories, how close they were to our time when we cheered on the team. It was like several generations apart, but we all shared the same love for the organization and so many of the same memories. It was incredible. Talking right now with Tiffany McNiff here on NSA Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, and she's the Raiderettes director. And uh, joining us today to talk about some special things going on with the Raiderettes. And, you know, we were talking about Mark Davis and what he does for the Aces and how much he supports the Aces and building uh, them a, a practice facility right next to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Well, the Raiderettes also have their, their studio, their dance studio, and have an open house coming up. I mean, how special is that for, for the, the ladies to be able to have that, uh, that, uh, that not open house, but that studio? and then having the open house that the public could be a part of? You know, just to have our own space where we can practice and have state-of-the-art facilities, we are so lucky. We're one of the only teams in the NFL that has that. And I will give credit where credit is due. And Mark Davis really has gone out of his way to make sure that everything is the best of the best for us here in Las Vegas. And everything he does for our organization and our Raider at program is just top-notch so we are so fortunate to have all the resources that we do and now just to be able to share that with the community and have people from the all over parts of Las Vegas and Nevada come here and take class with us is just remarkable. Yeah, so talk to us a little bit more about the open house and exactly, you know, how, how people can, can be a part of this and, and really enjoy what you guys have there at the, at the, uh, the, the studio that you have. Yeah, so on Tuesday from 1 to 6 p.m., we will be having an open house, which will inc include performances from the current Raiderettes. We'll be giving a tour of our beautiful facilities as well as our Raiderette locker room. And we'll have different activities for the kids and just an opportunity for parents to kind of come in and see what we have to offer here. Sounds like you guys need to have a radio show hanging out there for the afternoon as well. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're a lot of fun over here. I think that, that would be a great idea. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I've heard that anytime. <laughs> I've heard you guys are there are a lot of fun over there, and and to have you know the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center right there. Obviously, as I mentioned, the LV Aces are going to be next door, and then the studio is is right there as well. I mean, how how cool is that to be all in sync with each other? You know, it's really amazing, and this is the first year that the Raiderettes have actually started a partnership with Intermountain Healthcare. So we actually have um, a physical therapist and trainers on site here in our studio as well. So we're one big happy family, and we're just fortunate to have so many amazing resources and an opportunity to practice at the Intermountain Healthcare facility next door. It's amazing. We have the best facilities in the world, and to get that field time and, you know, just have what we have we are we are so lucky yeah, I, I can imagine. Again, we're talking with Tiffany McNiff, uh, the director of the Raider Reds here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So uh, for the public to get involved again, what, what exactly do they need to do now that you piqued their interest and they're excited about Tuesday? Yes, just visit our website at RaiderRedsTheStudio.com, and you can register for our classes. Next week, we're having our open house on Tuesday from 1 to 6 p.m., and we have free classes on Wednesday and Thursday, mm. just so you can give us a try and see what you think. But we're so excited to welcome all of Las Vegas to our studio, and we look forward to meeting all of you. And about the classes that you guys do offer how, like, for the level of dancer, could it just be beginner to experience? Like, what is the range of classes that you guys offer? Yeah, so we actually are welcoming all ages. Our youngest is five years old and up to adult classes. So we have adult fitness classes in the morning as well as adult dance classes in the evening. And for dance classes, we have everything from jazz, hip-hop, palm, jazz funk and technique classes so really all ages all levels we just welcome anyone and we want you guys to just come out and have a great time yoga i see yoga is something that's going to be available as well in fitness classes how, how much fun is that going to be to have uh, people part of that you know it's amazing and we have our raiderettes our certified fitness instructors and they're teaching the fitness classes so we have everything from yoga to latin fit so there's something for everybody oh i like that i like that i bet you the wife would enjoy the latin fit right there i'm gonna i'm gonna suggest that too see tiffany this is my problem this is my dilemma because uh the wife likes to do events like that but if i suggest it she might look at me funny thinking i'm suggesting it for a reason that i'm not really suggesting it you know what i mean like how do you approach that conversation and be like hey I, I, you know I, I found Just something for you. To give us a call and we will get her set up and it's all fun here and we're just a big family. So I think just tell her to give us a call and we'd, We'll take care of her. I, this is what I'm going to say. We're going to be on the same page. I'm going to tell you, and I'm not going to tell anybody else, but I'm going to say that Tiffany reached out to me and said, hey, Q, I saw your wife at the game. You should tell her to come by and hang out with us. She'd be perfect for our classes. That's how I'm going to suggest it. You know, that's the move. <laughs> I feel it. I love it. I love it. Me and Tiffany on the same page. We're working together, and we're going <laughs> to fill up these classes. Good stuff. Again, Tiffany, one more time before we let you go, uh, let everybody know how they can sign up for these classes and be a part of it. Visit our website at RaiderAtTheStudio.com. There it is right there. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate you. We know Tuesday is going to be a lot of fun, and everything that you guys have going on at the studio is going to be awesome as well. And congratulations on a great uh, event with the Raiderettes, over 500 of them being honored at halftime uh, in, in that preseason game against Minnesota. Thank you so much. We can't wait to meet you guys. And as always, go Raiders.
There she goes. We appreciate you as always. Tiffany McNiff, Raiderette Director. And, uh, yeah, check that out, man. Go to Raiders.com uh, slash Raiderettes and check it out. And if you want to be a part of that. And I'm serious. DeMond, I mean, you, it's funny. I'm, it sounds like I'm joking and I'm goofing when I say that the wife likes to do stuff like that. But she was a big Zumba person back in the day. Like when we first met uh, many years ago, she would, I swear, there would never be a time. It didn't matter what. I had going on. I was like, hey, you want to go here? You want to go here? I can't tell after Zumba class. Like, that was her thing. That was her get down. Like, it was Zumba or nothing. And, you know, at some point, you just kind of, you know, stop going and doing your routine. And I, I swear that that sounds like something that she would have a lot of fun with. But it's just the suggestion to it makes it sound bad. Like, hey, you want to go do this uh, this fitness class? <laughs> She'll be like, why? <laughs> Are you trying to say I'm out of fit? I'm, I'm out of shape? No, not saying that at all. And then I end up sleeping on the couch. I sleep on the couch enough, right? <laughs> Sleep on the couch or sleep in the studio that I'm in right now. <laughs> so I'm already in trouble all the time. I don't want to set myself up for failure again. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, I see, even though I'm single, I've run into this problem a lot because I love to talk about the gym. The same way you're just, oh, talking yeah. about sports? Right. I'll talk about the gym all day if you let me. Right. But then when it comes to speaking to a lady about the gym, it's like, oh, yeah, you, you know, I don't know sometimes where it's just that you could use it too. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, oh, no, no. I mean, <laughs> You everybody, can take your, <laughs> everybody can use the gym is what I'm saying. You, you need to take yourself to the gym, girl. <laughs> everybody can have fun at the gym. I'm not just saying you specifically. Right, So right. much fun to have there. I am the worst. I'll be the first. To t- I've told you this many times. I am the worst at the gym. Like, for some reason, weights are like kryptonite, right? You know what I mean? Like, no. You know, I, I just, I see them and I run the other way from them. But you find me a basketball court, I'm good, right? I'm, hey, that's where I need to go. So uh, I judge gyms by their basketball court. It's a really good gym if they have a really good court. So that's, that's my prerequisite right there. I'll sign up for everything else as long as you have a really good hoop, then I'm good and we can roll. So, yeah, there it is. But check it out, Raiders.com. Uh, slash Raider S if you're interested in. Uh, I know my man Jason. I know Demi. Demi uh, actually tried out for the Raider S, and I know that she would probably do a fantastic job. I'll tell you one quick story about Demi, and I'm sure she would have no problem with me saying this. It doesn't matter any time of day, whatever the, the mood might be, whatever's going on, if there is a, a, a song that comes on, Demi has a dance for it. Like, there's no joke. It doesn't matter what song it is, Devon. I don't care any song you can think of. Demi has a dance for it. It could be a slow song. She's dancing. It could be a fast song. She's dancing. It could be a song in Spanish. She's dancing. I mean, it just doesn't matter. I could make up a song, and she'll be dancing. I mean, it's just that simple. So I bet you someone like Demi would enjoy that. And if Demi would enjoy it, the wife would be right there. And they, oh, Demi's going. I'm going, too. Like, that's, that's the get-along gang. That's how they do things. So there it is. 3.39 is the time. We'll come back, take some of your calls and texts. We definitely appreciate Tiffany for giving us a few minutes of her time. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Uh, definitely Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden is a guy who's played for 2,000 years now. Uh, so, I mean, he, he saw Jim Brown, all the guys. But um, he, <laughs> he's going to kill me for saying that. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Amir Abdullah from earlier today, talking about Brandon Bolden right there. It seems like he has been around for a very long time, but man, that running back room is stacked. So can't wait to see exactly how it all shakes out. You know, how the the distribution is, who plays when, who's a feature here, who's a feature there. Uh, Joshua Daniels has an opportunity to get into the lab and be the mad scientist and use all the guys that are in that running back room at his disposal and really do it in a big way. Uh, We're talking earlier about 
the undrafted free agents that the Raiders have, and we're throwing DJ Turner in there as well, that are currently on the 53-man roster. Who do you think ends up being the most productive for the Raiders? And, and I was making the point that, you know, good teams find guys and talent, and they get the talent, and they're able to bring them up, you know, slowly. And then when a guy, when a guy is ready to go and, and cash in and, and get a big paycheck, they'll allow that guy to walk, and then they feel comfortable because they have a talented dude right behind them. Uh, Peg Leg Raider said, you know who else releases folks for homegrown talent? Baltimore. And we all know how you feel about them. That's right. Baltimore is one of the better front offices in the league. And he said, put me down for Masterson is the biggest impact. I expect him to create a couple turnovers. So that's my guy, Peg Leg Raider out of San Antonio. Definitely appreciate him chiming in. Also got a text, Damon, and this was more focused on you. Uh, this one's from Infamous Raider, 69187, keyword R&R. &R. Hey, Q, what happened to real or fake at the end of hour three? Well, you got to ask Damon. You got to ask Damon. I know we've been busy. No, we have been super busy with just so much going on and uh, so many interviews, or, or especially when I had all the Raider alumni uh, sound that we've had. Uh, and we had like eight or nine guys, plus we had locker room action. So it's just we really ran out of time. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I say that. We have a three-hour show, and I really ran out of time. That's really what happened. But, uh, Damon, I'll let you answer that question. Yeah, it's as simple as ran out of time. In college, I had a podcast titled Due to Time Constraints. And just due to time constraints this entire week, it just hasn't happened. Where, you know, guys, I don't want to just give you, like, the quick two minutes. You hear slams coming up. Right. Real or fake? And then right. it's just, oh, that was crazy, wasn't it? All right, that, that's it, folks. We'll probably get back to it starting on Monday, but thank you for, uh, for that Not text. Monday. Oh, that's right. We're off. Oh, man, what am I going to do? Have oh. to let you know that one quick. Mm -mm. Uh, <laughs> no, you're coming into work. Demond, no days off. <laughs> that's right. Programming note. Thank you, Demond. We are off on Monday. It's Labor Day, so we're, we're, we're celebrating. We're having that day off. We're um, relaxing, and this will be the last day that we relax until, until Super Bowl. Right until the Super Bowl is over, so uh, we're gonna go full throttle. But uh, yeah, on uh, on Monday we'll all be off. I'm glad you reminded me, dude, because I would have woke up, uh, prepared myself like it's another day, and then at some point the wife probably would have rolled out of bed and said, "What the hell are you doing? You know you're off today." And then I would have had to tell her like, "Oh no, I got called into work. I gotta go." <laughs> are you the person that just can't be wrong? What do you say? You would you would go into work just and leave the house for a couple of hours? I'm for that just, short show. I'm a fish out of water, man. When I don't have work to do i just i honestly don't know what to do with myself we last night as sick as this sounds i was on espn national with freddie coleman right and before the show our producer billy i guess he has acid reflux so he starts burping while we we're just preparing for the show and i was like hey dude you can't keep burping in our ear and he's like oh i got acid reflux or whatever and i was like okay that's fine you still can't burp in our ear and he's like no man i'm, I'm dying over here you just don't know and i was like well don't die till at least after the show and then everyone's like Tank, you that was dark. That was dark, and I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "How are you gonna say tell the guy don't die till after the show?" I was like, "Well, I mean, don't die till after the show. Like, if you're gonna die, wouldn't you rather like die after the show than die before it? You do all this work to prepare for it." So I tell you all this to say that was my last word. Every night on Freddie and Fitzsimmons, they have your last word. So my last word is, if I'm going to put all the work in to work, I much rather die when the show is over. When I say good night, then before the show starts. And, I mean, look, I don't want to die at all. Let's, let's, let's not get it twisted. But, Damon, I mean, you know how long I've been working on the show today. It's like 7-something this morning. I don't want to put all that work in then about 1.45, right before, you know, JT says, hey, Q's coming up next. Nope, no, he's not. He just died. Like, that was Okay, suck. you as the host, I see why you would say that. But as the producer, I think, you know, I would want the show, like, heavy hearts on today's show. We're doing this one for Damon. 
Oh, so you just want all the recognition. Yeah, of you course, want- of course, ah, of course. Bill, because Bill. you obviously, you can't put, there is no show if you go down before the show. But if I go down before the show. But what about you know, all your prep work that you did? I know that you're going to bring it, you know, you're going to make it that much better. Like, so you man, just want you just want all the sympathy calls. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, man, right. You know, if it's after, it'd be like, ah, man, woo. Y'all won't believe it. It was a great show, and Damon just croaked right after. <laughs> no, I definitely would want the, hey, guys, I didn't know, like, you you giving the performance. I didn't know if I should be able to continue today, but I'm doing this show for Damon. This is the worst conversation <laughs> ever. Worst. Co- I said this last night as my last word, and it was about almost 10 o'clock last night, right? And the wife poked her head out of the, the room. It was like, are you seriously having this conversation right now? And yeah, I don't know. It was kind of dark and weird and morbid, but I'm serious. Like, I just, I, I don't know what to do. I really have a problem. If I don't work, I don't know what I'm doing. I just, I feel odd. You know, even the wife said, well, what are you going to do if you don't have any, any work to do? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I, I really don't. So, and who knows? You know, you, I don't want her to, you know, ask me to do something that I don't want to do. You know, like some work around the house. Hell, I didn't hire gardeners just so I don't have to go outside and do any yard work, right? I mean, man. I, there's certain- In this state? Yes. Yeah, man. Come on. Just go outside and pick up, the, pick up that grass, man. I don't have, have them grass. leaves that have, are falling I have, like, from I have the trees. fake grass. No, I just, I'm good. I'm good, man. There's no reason for anybody to have a gardener in this state. Why? There's, not, there's nothing. That, what do you mean, why? You have fake grass. I know, but there's still <laughs> things to do. Like you got to make sure your plants are on point, your sprinklers are on point. Every, I mean, everything's got to. It's got to look good, man. You got to look the part. I just, man, look. I was trying. My thing was, I was trying to do the yard work after I got my haircut every Saturday. But man, every time I started getting home from the barber shop, it was a little bit later and a little bit hotter. And I was like, man, I just have to push it off till next week. So it's not like it's costing a lot of money. And and look, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hooking them up, man. It's all good. We got plenty of of of, um, of guys that. Gardeners in our neighborhood, we got the hookup. Hmm. Now I'm trying to think. I'm, I already know where you live, but I'm trying to paint the picture for the audience now. Q, where's Q living at? Okay. I mean, you say we got plenty of gardeners in the neighborhood. We you do. got fake grass, but you know, everyone's got fake grass in Vegas. It'd be too hard to maintain real grass. That's why I'm saying everyone. So that's me saying I have fake grass. That ain't breaking no news. I live. I live very low maintenance, man. I'm a low maintenance type dude. Very low maintenance. I'm very simple. My walls are white for a reason, right? I'm just very simple. <laughs> you, you see how I dress? I'm very simple, right? Especially because you're on the Zoom right now or the video call that we have going. Usually people would say it's the bookcase behind him or some memorabilia, no. you know, something to get some insight. No. Nothing with you. No, I just got a white wall behind me, right? I mean, that's just that's how it is. I'm very simple, man. I'm a simple dude, but I'd love to work. Sir Whiskey, <laughs> Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. He hit us with the text from Kayla. Q, I died three weeks ago when DeMond stopped taking my calls. Sincerely, Kayla. <laughs> well, I mean, I uh, actually hung out with Kayla last night. Did you really? Yeah, of course. Man, we're the homies. Oh, the homies. Yeah. Air quotes. The homies. Hey, you're that little engine that could, man. Keep on, keep on going, man. We see you. No, you'll, you'll get there one nah, day. I don't want to. <laughs> you'll get there one day. Uh, Mailman Raider said Monday seems like a great day to live stream a one-on-one Q versus Demond at the gym. Now it depends on where the gym is. I mean, what what part of the gym we're talking about? If we're talking about the weight room, don't really want to be a part of that. We're talking about the hoop court. I'm all for it. <laughs> Simple as that. I got you. You go ahead and uh, and let us know. Uh, let us know what you're talking about. Uh, got a text here on the Salmon Ash text line from Demi and Jason. Q, 
Demi and I were laughing so hard when you said that because it's so true. Great show, and you know she'll be there to check out that studio and get them dance routines in. Go Raiders. Can't wait for the game. That's just Jason and Demi, and I told you. I told you, man. Demi's got to dance for everything. Everything. I'm telling you, like, you can walk into the store, and you know the little chime when the, uh, when the door opens? Ding! Like that, or... She'll find a dance for that. As simple as that is, she'll find she'll find a way to dance in through the door. Like there's, I don't know, man. Yeah, she's a dancing machine, and so uh, yeah, that's what we love her for. Uh, Demi's great people, man. Demi, Jason, uh, Jess, Michelle, great folks. So I uh, definitely appreciate them all the time. One more quick text. Operator Raider said, "Here's another forgotten Raider, Ronald Curry. Remember Ronald Curry, the converted quarterback? Where'd he come from? North Carolina, right? Quarterback." Uh, was the Raider wide receiver, was the guy that made the one-handed catch in, uh, in Denver. He'll always be remembered for that, right? The one-handed catch in the, in the snow in Denver. Uh, that Ronald Curry, yeah, he was, he was – man, I wonder if he was here. I bet you he was this past weekend. Man, that would have been a good guy to catch up with and just talk about that catch and that play in Denver. That was massive. That was that game that the Raiders weren't supposed to win because they were playing in the snow, and those California boys, they can't go and they can't play in that cold. They don't know what to, you know? I remember those narratives, man. That, was, that story was told for so long, but uh, that was a heck of a game. I remember that. That was, man, that was a heck of a catch. I just knew that ball was sailing out of bounds. And Ronald Curry, he climbed the ladder, and he climbed the ladder a couple times. That's what being a hooper has to uh, help you do, Damon. You don't know about being a hooper, but that's what being a hooper, Ronald Curry could jump out the gym because he was a basketball dude too. And uh, he, he needed every one of those uh, basketball skills to jump out the gym and uh, catch that pass. Uh, basically, like I said, one-handed in the snow in Denver. The Raiders Hold on real quick about Ronald Curry. Yeah. Was he like, uh, did he play on the team at North Carolina as well type hooper? Or is it just like in his background that everybody knew that he was a hooper in high school? That's a good question. I don't I – don't, think he played on the i mean that's north carolina yeah man. exactly that's, that's, that's when you're like yes. oh ronald Corey was a hooper it's like yeah oh, he, he was played both if, if he played both at north carolina that's all i need to hear yeah i don't i, I don't want to lie to you and say that he did i don't think he did though i'm not 100 percent correct i know he was a quarterback though at north carolina and he turned into a wide receiver so there's that but oh man i can't remember you have to do some quick research you're good at that stuff you'll have to do some some really good research we can ask lincoln we can ask lincoln about ronald curry uh, because he's coming up next. <laughs> there you go. Perfect segue right there. I believe Lincoln Kennedy and uh, Ronald Curry played together. Uh, if not, I'm, sh- I'm sure they, they did. I'm, I think Lincoln was on. Yeah, Lincoln was on that team. Anyway, we'll talk to Lincoln uh, coming up next. We'll kick off hour number three. Go ahead. Real quick research there. He did play on the UNC basketball team. Did he really? Oh, there you go. See, I didn't want to lie to you. I, didn't, I wasn't 100% sure. Well, then there, there, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. If the dude played uh, on UNC's hoop team and he played football, you know he was a hell of an athlete. Well, we'll talk to Lincoln Kennedy. We'll talk about Ronald Curry and more. Everything Raiders with Ronald Curry, with Ronald Curry, with Lincoln Kennedy as we kick off hour number three of the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.